now recording. Guys, what if this podcast is AI generated? Oh, God. What if Craig is implanting AI thoughts in our brain? You can't, you can't AI generate this, this kind of... This comedy gold? Yeah. Poo-poo pee-pee. Imagine. I think I'm sick in the brain currently because now on repeat, I just want to keep continuously saying now recording over <laughs> and over and over again. Dude, we're maybe you're turning into Craig. Anyway, oh um, hello and welcome back. We're the Tough Cut podcast, I think. Um, <laughs> and I'm Matthew. I'm Alex. And I'm Jakers. Now and recording. <laughs> this is episode 107, part two of our alien bracket. We gave you plenty of time to watch part one, so no excuses. Yeah, you better know what happened, and we're going to spoil it if you didn't. Um, yeah, this we're going to do pop quizzes. This is, the, this is the alien bracket. Uh, we talk about movies that got aliens in them. First, pop quiz. What was the first movie we talked about last week? Do you I feel like Alex is know? asking this as like, uh, he needs to be reminded. I think I remember what all four movies were. I certainly don't remember the order we talked about them in. I'm going to go with Alien Fifth Element. Final answer. It was the Ding. Fifth Element, then Alien. Okay, well, Ooh, fucking... That's, that's sore embarrassing, Jake. Anyway, so come You probably said the word guys. Alien first, you know? Coming at you guys in today's episode. Now recording. You've got two great matchups. Um, coming at you first, we've got Independence Day versus Dick. We've got Independence Dick Day versus Dick. 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 Nine. Dick. Um, and then in the second half of the episode, we've got The Thing. Dick. <laughs> nice. Uh, versus Starship Troopers. Um, so uh, I feel like I'm having an aneurysm. I, I'll be completely honest, Matthew. I don't think I heard the first matchup. Could you say it again? <laughs> Independence Day versus District 9. Nice. Nice. Enunciate. Good. I didn't do my vocal warm-ups today. Mm, you can do mm, them right now. Mm. Don't worry. We won't include it. it we'll edit it out. Do them up. Yeah, for sure going to get, for sure cutting it out. Yeah. Do your vocal warm-ups. Cool. Um, anyway, uh, Alex, <laughs> you want to go ahead and introduce Independence Day? Oh my god, I didn't know you would say that during your vocal Jesus, warm-up. Matt, that's so, that's so problematic. What? Now I have to cut it out. No, wait a minute! <laughs> <laughs> you should have done the vocal warm-ups, Matthew. <laughs> oh, I got played by my own bit! <laughs> oh, hey, spoiler warning, we're gonna be spoiling both Matthew's reputation and... <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I didn't and the anything. movies that we mentioned, probably other movies, but primarily the movies we mentioned. And there's actually, you know, one of these movies is famed for having a very famous, you know, oh, you want to know what happens at the end. So and it's one? debated in, in, in a lot of communities. Oh, yeah. OK. When you said yeah. debated, it clicked in my head. Yeah. Otherwise, I, mean, I was it, like, oh, when you watch the you movie, if you had no idea about it, you'd be like, yeah, I don't want that spoiled for me. At least for me. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway. Wow. Thank you, Jake. You're welcome, man. I care about now, our viewers. That's fair. Independence Day. Oh, yeah, I did this one. Um, <laughs> Independence <laughs> Day, directed by Roland Emmerich, released in 1996. This is how Google summarized this movie. <laughs> in the epic adventure film Independence Day, strange, not, it, like, isn't it so weird that they describe it that way? Like, epic I guess adventure. technically that's what it is, but that's like such a weird way to describe it weird phenomena surface around the globe the skies ignite terror races through the world's major cities um as these extraordinary events unfold i guess extraordinary is probably the way you would say that word 
aliens show up and they have to blow up the aliens on Independence Day. America. Except for the speech at the end where they say, actually, it's about the whole world now. Yeah, Yeah. it's Independence Day, global. Global. Mm -hmm. America (laughs) for everyone. It's called Um, exporting uh, (laughs) freedom. And it released on July 3rd. (laughs) Exporting freedom. Jesus Christ. (laughs) It released on July 3rd, which I think is um, crucial. Uh, This is one of the few movies that makes me be like, huh, America. Um, And also it's got aliens in it. What other that's movies on your true. short list? Just, just for, fire away. Don't even think about it. Short list. What makes you go, huh, America? Uh, Inglorious Bastards. Well, okay. Okay. I speak the most high talent. Yeah, you're right. Right? Pretty American. That one, <laughs> that one makes me feel pretty, American. pretty good about being an American. That and um, Air Bud. Air Bud Spikes Back. Yeah. Air Buddies. The volleyball one. Air Bud we in can't space. spoil space what our buddies. next bracket is, guys. Come on. We, okay, we're supposed okay, to focus okay. on this what'd you, one. What do you think of this one, Jake? This was like classic dad movie. This is classic. Yeah. Pops is watching you on a couch. Pops maybe has a beer in his hand. Maybe he's had one too many. And he's like, ah, I forgot I need to talk to my son in order to bond. And he's like, well, I don't really want to talk uh, to him. So I'll talk to him through. Don't worry. It's fine. I'll talk to him through, <laughs> through, through cinema. And he kind of like pats, pats the couch. He's like, come boy. And you sit down and you watch Independence Day. Cute. Yeah, wow. I mean, I, I I like this movie. It's you know, Will Will Smith is a charming man. Uh, unfortunately, this movie got like uh, memed to hell to me because of this. Um, there's this there's this video that has like a thousand views on YouTube of like um, fifty inspirational speeches in two minutes. Oh no! And <laughs> it it copies a bunch of different like speeches. At the end, I'll never forget it. It says, they may take our lives, but they'll never take, and then it cuts, our Independence Day, and then Free Willy splashes on screen. And I can like <laughs> never forget it, because I'm like, yeah. why? what do you mean by that? And so anytime I hear Independence Day and I think of the movie with him in the clip, it's I think of Free Willy, and I think if they may take our lives, but they'll never take our Independence Day. Uh, that's a real clip. Um, you could look it up. That's real. Holy shit! I I found this video immediately. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, it has 10 million views now. Holy shit! Uh, it was uploaded 14 years ago. Uh, oh god! Shit. The man who made it has 3,000 subscribers. Oh my! I thought you were gonna say it's died. I really I thought <laughs> he might have. I don't know. Wow, 10 million views. Yeah, I I mean. I wasn't cool. lying. I have that uh, video downloaded onto my phone on, on my like music. Anytime, like randomly, I'll play my music on shuffle. I'll be like driving a bunch of friends to a party, and, and then all of a sudden, come on, and I'll play it the whole the whole way. Wow, I love that for you. Yeah. Hmm. So that's how I feel about the movie. How about you, Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it, a little bit of um. I guess they're not in space. I mean, they briefly are, but a, a little bit of jingoism never hurt nobody. <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> uh, uh, fucking, uh, can you define that for the kids back home? Um, yeah. So jingoism is like ultra nationalism, ultra patriotism. And that's what this film is like. It's like it's America to its DNA. It's America to the naming conventions. It's America all the way up and down. 
I mean, in the first like three minutes of the movie, <laughs> they're talking about the president. And they're like, we elected a warrior, not a not a leader or not a president, whatever the line is. And I'm like, and I just think that that's very funny. Uh, beyond that, like it, it is a it is objectively sort of Jake's vibe. Um, objectively like a fun movie you know like it is a good time um yeah nice why why'd you why'd you pick it alex i I don't think i heard that part it got alien and it got america you know i I would think personally personally i would think if you were doing a will smith alien movie men in black was right there for the take yeah you know i mean i like this movie a lot it sprang to mind immediately because i feel like it is it's one of the first alien movies I feel like I ever saw. Hmm. Like I, well, I'll say the first like adult movie with an alien that I ever saw. Um, like obviously like Lilo and stitch is another movie that comes to mind, but there probably were a lot of other movies that I could have picked. And I'm sure we'll talk about it during the finale with our honorable mentions. I thought of three other ones today, namely mm. chicken little. Um, yeah, but, but Zach Braff, do we want to really elevate him mm. on this platform? Well, you just said his name. You signal boosted. Him. Fuck. Now everyone's going to know who Zach Braff is. Yeah, guys, Matt, we have to put Jake in the Braff hole. No, not the Braff hole, please. Yeah, you're going in a timeout in the Braff hole. No, please, not the Braff hole. Off the goddamn dome. Yeah, I think there is something to be said for the fact that this was like the one that stuck out to me is like, oh, alien movie. And uh, honestly, the aliens like they're in it. But it's not like they don't play that big of a part in it. You know, I mean, they kill millions of people, Alex. People kill millions of people every day. We didn't put them in the bracket. Yeah, oh, that's a good point. I'm sorry. <laughs> you really got me with that one. <laughs> um, I feel unhinged. Uh, who wants to introduce the other movie here? Yeah, so we've got District 9, um, directed by Neil Blomkamp and released mm-hmm. in 2009. This movie, it gets a little gross. It gets a little dirty. It gets a little disgusting. It's gritty, documentary style. Uh, yeah, aliens fun. arrive to Earth um, in this very apparent apartheid allegory. Aliens known as the prawns um, land in South Africa and are sectioned off into an area of, the, of Johannesburg known as District 9. Prawns are managed by a multinational corporation who build weapons and it's very apparent that the humans don't like the prawns very much as our main character is promoted into uh, the rehousing of all the aliens to a new home in district 10. Uh, the relocation of 10 million aliens gets a little bit crazy when Wickes accidentally uh, gets some black alien goo on him and he starts to turn into an alien. But how can a person from earth be an alien uh that's what happens when you get the goo on you you know that's the goo they use to drive their spaceship so i would too wouldn't want to get it on my skin mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. why you pitch it yeah so this is a movie i haven't seen in a really really long time um i was probably a teenager maybe a little younger i don't know but it was a movie i remember really liking and getting to like sit down and watch it with adult eyes and ears um was pretty cool the VFX are great. Mm-hmm. The aliens look really interesting. I think it, you know, has some interesting things to say. And as I said, it is very clearly a, an exploration of um, apartheid, of like 
race relations, of a lot of different things. Yeah, it's a very gritty movie. I think it uses the documentary style really effectively for much of its runtime. It kind of alternates between a little bit. I don't know. It does a lot of pretty interesting stuff, in my opinion. So I just kind of wanted to, to rewatch it and thought it'd be interesting to, to talk about. With that said, Alex, what'd you think of this one? I remember seeing trailers for it and thinking it looked scary. So I never <laughs> saw this movie. That's fair. Um, but I've seen it now, and it was pretty good. Thank you. Nice. Short, sweet, and simple. I like that. Jake, what about you? This movie pisses me off, and I'll tell you why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because it makes uh, you think it's chappy? Yeah, literally, you nailed it on the head. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. Mm. I love District 9. I think it's a great movie. Um, I think it, yeah, again, it, like it looks good. The, the acting is very fun. The main dude, he's very fun in it. I think the storytelling is just very exciting. You know, the direction's very exciting. It's, it's that like, of like sci-fi being like on the nose about humanity and how humans are fucking shitty, uh, yeah. and our arbitrary, like fucking laws and, and things we just invent to, uh, make people who are different from us suffer. I really like District 9, but then Neil fucking Blomkamp is fucking the most unlucky creative filmmaker in the world. <laughs> this guy fucking has gone on to make Elysium. Remember that one? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Chappie, which is a god-awful excuse for a film. He fucking... And then he was gonna make a fucking alien film, and he was gonna finally bring back Sigourney Weaver, and it was this whole thing, whoa, great, whatever canceled done he sucked he wanted to make chappy idiot this movie pisses me off because it shows me how good neil plomkamp's career in science fiction could have been and he just fucking tanked it which honestly i guess that happens a lot in in sci-fi i guess i had the same kind of similar rant for the fifth element director for valerian uh as well um i don't know maybe sci-fi is hard to create maybe you know do you think it's a situation where it's like someone who's like a really talented artist who has a really good idea makes a movie and then everyone's like, oh, that's a good movie. You should make this movie next. And it's just something that they're less passionate about, but they can get a bigger payday. And so they work on that and then it tanks their career. I doubt that Chappie was the bigger payday, man. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I do think that Chappie was probably a movie he just really wanted to make. I will say that. The idea for District 9, I believe, like, uh, it started out as a short. So I think that, like, it's very clear it was something that Neil had a ton of passion about the idea of creating. Yeah. So there there may be some truth in that. That, like, you know, you you get your one you've wanted to make for for a long time. And then it's like, well, what do I do from here? You know? Yeah. It's very funny that these movies ended up uh, in in this matchup together. I'm jumping right into it. Yeah, let's go for it. Go for it. Because I feel like one is about big alien sh- ship shows up over city, blows up city. And the other is about big alien ship shows up over city. City puts people in concentration camp. Yeah, and that's so a fun comparison. I, I actually think that this matchup is wildly inspired because, yeah, exactly. The um, visual... I don't know what word I want to use. The The visual continuity between the two films and their massive spaceships makes me truly believe that in some ways District 9 is like it is a response to those types of alien movies in some yeah. ways. 
Mm-hmm. It's a very clear visual similarity. And, you know, they choose to do very different things with their respected alien species. And there's the line at the very end of District 9 um, during one of, like, the exit interviews where it's like... Our Independence Day? (laughs) Yeah, where Christopher's son says, this is our Independence Day as they fly away. And then Free Um, Willy pops on screen! (laughs) Where one of the exit interviews, the guy says that, like, you know, like, oh, some of the conspiracy theories, they believe that the aliens are just going to, like, come back and kill all of us. And it's like, yeah, and I wouldn't blame them if they did. So, like, maybe, <laughs> maybe Independence Day, aliens got really mad that the people on Earth stole their little guys during the Roswell crash. I actually, mm-hmm. I just watched this short uh, on, on, that was featured on Creep Show. The t- they made a TV mm-hmm. series out of Creep Show. Um, and I've been watching it finally because it's been on my radar. And one of them had, uh, it was about aliens and it was about these two guys. Uh, and one invented this like gravity thing and was like, oh, great. And the other was just like the son of the first guy on Mars. And the first guy on Mars, like they say, hey, this is actually a secret mission. Uh, the other guy who invented the gravity thing, you get to talk to the aliens. They handpicked you. Uh, and the other guy gets jealous and kills him and goes talk to the aliens like themselves. And spoiler, you know, warning, uh, if you want to see this episode of Creep Show, they go to the aliens. The aliens are like, hey, what are you doing here? Where's our ambassador at? And it turns out the guy who invented the gravity thing was one of these aliens that was an ambassador that was going to say, hey, are humans cool? Are they good? Are they not warlike anymore? Uh, And they're like, oh, wait, you killed him. JK, you're going to fucking die now. And then they kill the whole human race. Uh, That's what made me think of. I don't know. I love aliens and allegory of like humanity and like the especially I don't know. I feel like America, it's so funny, the whole meme of, like, anytime aliens visit Earth, it's always, like, in, like, Kansas. <laughs> it's, like, it's always, in like, America of all places. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why District 9 is very refreshing, because it's, you know, South Africa. Very cool. Uh, you get otherworldly things. But yeah. it's still, there's still a very Americanized air in it, because America just loves putting themselves in the middle of it. Sure, um, we're, we're present for it all. Yeah. Um, it's just interesting to me, hmm. especially because we have like a very like Independence Day, like you were saying, is a very Americanized like this is, you know, aliens and they're going to come here and we have to save them all. No, it's because we're a globe like it's, you know, it's American propaganda. But yeah, it, it, I mean, especially yeah. insofar as like these aliens arrive to all of the other major cities, but we get like four seconds of screen time for any of the other ones. And Americans are the one that solve the problem. And Americans are the one that coordinate the global effort to (laughs) destroy the aliens. So just once I want, like not even a movie, I want aliens to visit us. And we, America literally just like does nothing. Like (laughs) literally like like, bygones. bygones, (laughs) Guys do whatever. We're going to have fucking Australia figure this one out. If the president from Independence Day was the American president in District 9, they would have sent fighter jets over to shoot down. Uh, I'm surprised they did it, honestly, in District 9 just in general. I'm surprised they were, were just like boom, boom, pow, pow, them chickens jocking my style. You know, cracked it open and found that there were just a bunch of dirty little guys in there. They're like, <laughs> oh, God, you know, we got to do something with them. Aren't we all just a bunch of dirty little guys? Like they were in there just like starving to death, you know? Yeah. If America cared about people starving to death, <laughs> man, what a different Whoa, world true. we would live in. No, true. No, speak your truth. Spit that shit. <laughs> Duh.
billionaires um, shouldn't exist. I, so, I just I give a lot of credit to District Nine for because it felt so fresh when you know when I watched it, it felt so fresh in like the talking about aliens. Like it wasn't again just like Americanized, even though it seems like it's still borrows from a bunch of you know obviously values and stuff. But there's just there's something about the way that District Nine tells a story, like their allegory of humanity. I just felt was refreshing, and so I I, I always give it like this like air of like above a lot of other like oh they're here we gotta attack the aliens like go kill them something that i think is a really interesting comparison is talking about our protagonists in both films we have essentially essentially in independence day due to protagonists in will smith and jeff goldblum but then also sort of the american president and the crazy guy <laughs> it's a pretty large cast, which there are some things I think that Independence Day that does is pretty cool with its very large cast. For example, putting a bunch of effort into introducing a whole cast of characters and then killing like a third of them. I think it's super fun. Um, <laughs> but comparing like Jeff Goldblum, Will Smith, the American president, President Whitmore to Wickes, who is ostensibly until like the last 20 minutes of the movie in unabashed piece of shit like yeah we have what are conventional heroes through and through from beginning to end like looking to save people as their chief identity to wickis who is like self-interested really very very xenophobic and like really doesn't take a turn to do something that isn't like for himself until you know the last 15 to 20 minutes and i think that's a really interesting choice and then really interesting how that pairs up against like conventional american hero hero. yeah Yeah. exactly Mm -hmm. literally the american president you know like steps up to the plate to be a hero and then on the other side we've got dirty grimy little guy who's like robbing people (laughs) and trying to cut his hand off like yeah i mean but at the end of the day aren't we all aren't we all that's so aren't we all the president of the united states is what you're saying (laughs) Yeah, I just, it's hard because, like, I will give Independence Day its credit just for being, like, a solid, like, you know, blockbuster of just a summer action movie. It knows what it wants to be. It knows what it wants to be. But there's, like, a nuance of, like, District 9 that just seems very, I don't know. It, It seems like it's taking it a step up. But Independence Day is still a blueprint. So it's, like... What do we what do we value more in in our alien story? Kind of more the blueprint of what, or something that was trying to complicate it a little bit more. And when we talked about what was it? Arrival was against um, Predator. Uh, Predator. That's kind of like also like you know Predator again. We talked about it. A much smarter movie than a lot of people give it credit for. There was a lot of good things going on. But if you looked at it face value, you know, Alien comes fucks humanity up. Arrival was doing much more about like, you know, those aliens weren't here to like attack and do all that stuff. So it's just interesting. And that's why I love the alien bracket too, because like we're going to have a bunch of different aliens who are their purpose is for a bunch of different things. So it's for me, it's figuring out which one used what they were trying to do better. Like the aliens themselves, like them as an allegory or them as an entity or thing. Like did they, what was more effective to me when I think of aliens and what brought more to the table to me? Um, yeah. Am I imagining this? Did they make an Independence Day 2? Didn't yeah, they? Yeah, Independence Day Resurgence. Yeah, they did. Was it? Uh, did anyone see it? 
I never saw it. I can't remember if I have. All so, I, I think that like the 30,000 foot synopsis is like the aliens come back and they're psychically attached to the president. Cool. Yeah, he's like been he's he has PTSD and he's been like plagued with visions. Cool. Which is so funny when you have this movie that is like pre 9-11 America. And then you get, I don't know, we've we we did the we we went to the Middle East. We did the Iraq war. We did Afghanistan, all this stuff. And we're like, hey, wait a minute. PTSD is real, dude. Yeah. Let's let's make a film about it. That was like less successful, too. So obviously the American population doesn't actually give a shit about PTSD. Yeah. There are like people that watch Independence Day for July 4th. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. this is like a, you know, I we joked about it a little bit up top. Like, Alex is like, huh, America. And, you know, like, jing- like super jingoism. Um, mm. But this is like, in a lot of ways, a quintessentially, like, American vibes it's kind of movie. Very patriotic as you know? movie, yeah. 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 Um, and I do think, like, between its action and it's pretty, like, relatively snappy, like, jokes it throws around. Like, it's a really fun movie to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, you put like a younger Will Smith like in an action movie as the star, dude. He's it's just going to be he's fucking awesome, dude. And he's we really has, awesome. We've barely talked about Jeff Goldblum, too. Very true. He's I so mean, it's, it's, it's Jeffy. It's Jeffy Gold. Jeffy G. Jeffy G. I, I would I would think that I would be ready to vote. So if you guys are comfortable, I can take charge on this one. Go for uh, just it. just one more thing to throw out. Never mind. And stay. It just has such a golden line. The. Yeah. Um, circling up believe aliens are going to destroy the whole planet guy runs up to i think Jeff Goldblum's dad <laughs> I know it's like well, i'm not jewish <laughs> and then his jewish dad it is like no one's perfect <laughs> is uh inspired that's and that was ad-libbed that was ad- that was someone just walked up to him on set and wanted to know <laughs> you know anyway go for it jake go for it yeah i you know, nostalgia makes me want to be like, ah, oh, man, that that 50 inspirational speeches video. That's that's <laughs> got to vote for that. But I'm not That'll kidding myself happy, here. You know? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not giving myself here. I'll vote for District 9, but it's on thin fucking ice because of its creator. <laughs> if if Chappie comes up one more time when we talk about it, I don't know if I can vote for it anymore. I don't know. We'll see. Chappie. We'll see. Well, I already did. I already voted for it once, so it it, it escaped this time. Mm. Interesting. The counter resets. Yeah. Um, I can go next. Yeah, go for it. I'm going to vote for Independence Day. I think there is something to be said for this genre of movie of like, aliens come, we got to stop them. And I feel yeah. like this is yeah. like one of the best versions of that story. Um, we got like in just its them. purest form. Um, That's a good point. Before they were like, oh, we need to make it different. And it's like, all oh, the aliens are really good guys. Oh. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt. That's yeah. a good appeal to the guy who loves like just big beasts like battling each other. That's a good appeal to him. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Just because a guy likes kaiju movies doesn't mean he likes senseless violence. 
I don't think that's why you like senseless violence, but we don't have to go down that rabbit <laughs> hole. Um, that's a, we'll put a pin in that. Uh, this is really tough. Cut. Podcast. Podcast. I think we do that weekly. And that's why we name it's aptly named. Thank you. We're really smart. We thought really hard about what to name this show. I think I am going to vote for Chappie. Stop. I can't vote for Chappie like legally. It's not in the bracket. <laughs> I'm going to vote for District 9 here. As much as I, I think you make a really, really good point, Alex, on like point. the genre film aspect of like the aliens are just the bad guys and we got to mm. stop them. It's so fun. But I think I'd be remiss to the like, I don't know, all that District 9 has to say and my own feelings towards the movie. So with that, yeah. District 9 advances and yeah. we've got another matchup here. We do. Um, yeah, you sound surprised. Uh, Jake, do you want to go ahead and introduce The Thing? I would love to, man. I pitched The Thing, John Carpenter's 1982 um, Wait, horror what? sci-fi. What? Yeah, John Carpenter. What did you watch? Matt, did you watch you the, the remake? You watched the remake? No, I'm just kidding. God, nah, that that would me, actually yeah. be crazy you if you watched the remake, Matt. You got me. <laughs> you know, the remake <laughs> anyway, is sorry. like fine. Um, yeah, no, it's okay. It's okay. It, it's anyway, it's John Carpenter's The Thing. John Carpenter's 1982. Um, it's, you know, you're in Antarctica with a group of American research scientists, uh, and they get disturbed after their base finds a dog that a helicopter was like shooting at and they take in the dog uh and that fucking tomfoolery ensues <laughs> where uh the dog is actually an extraterrestrial being who can take the shape of different things and human beings and uh wants to just take over everybody and so it turns into a murder mystery kind of Almost like a whodunit thing where you have to guess which one of your friends is an imposter. Woo! This is what started Among Us, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, or not, honestly. It, it gave entertainment to the likes of us. Um, yeah, this is basically Among Us for, for the boomers watching. Or no, the Zoomers. Sorry, the Zoomers watching. Yeah, all the boomers playing Among Us. The they're, in the, they're in the same lobby. <laughs> hey, I ben saw Glass on you. Yeah! On yeah! yeah! <laughs> Dude, same, same wavelength. Um, this is actually one of my like top favorite uh, movies of all time, especially in 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 the genre. Uh, I think top to bottom, it's just like such a well made film. The effects, the pacing, the cast, the ability for conversation afterwards, uh, the longevity of it, like how people still talk about it to this day. Um, I it still still talk about you know the application around the gold standard about like making creatures and practical effects versus, you know, special effects. Like this is like, this is for me, like an insanely beautiful, beautiful genre film that was such a labor of love, such a good, just, just such a good alien movie. And I think it's so creative and I, I, I love it. I love it. I'm a big fan of it. I would like to know how Matthew thinks of this movie. I think this movie is basically a masterpiece, much like many of our other titans of the genre in this bracket, Alien Predator. We talked about there's a reason the thing is such a cultural mainstay um, to Jake's point, like the 
creatures, the little um, prosthetics that they make for them. Like they are so fun. They look so good most of the time. Um, <laughs> most of the time. Um, the social deduction elements of this movie ring really true. Like it's just a really enjoyable watch. Um, and I think there are, it, it is one of those movies that you like walk out of if you watch it with people being like, you know, debating what happened or, you know, debating the film or what would you do? You know, like, yeah, you, gonna, you, you willing to just like let yourselves all die to stop an alien from eradicating the planet. I don't know, man. Should they just have the <laughs> wish that that Norwegian guy just had better aim? Yeah, I think honestly, that's the best case scenario. <laughs> yeah. The best case scenario is that everyone gets really bummed out that this dog died <laughs> and they can't <laughs> go on with their lives, you know? Yeah. So with that, Alex, what do you think of this one? I love this movie. Jake, did I did we watch this in the animation class or did we watch this in a different class? We watched this in I think it was Spectacle? Spectacular Cinema. Yeah, yeah, it was an animation because I wasn't there. Yeah, it was spectacular cinema. So that was the first time that I saw this movie. Oh, wow. Um, I forgot about so that. Watching it with you in class. Um, but this movie's so good. It's so good. Um, it's yeah, this movie, I think, I guess, obviously we're not talking about it in contrast to Alien right now. But in contrast to Alien, where uh, I talked about it last week, how I like knew what happened in it in alien without having seen it i mm -hmm. didn't know what happened in this movie like i i understood the concept but i had no idea like where it was going or what it would be so i think this movie's great yeah. love kurt russell with a beard it's so good love kurt russell keith david come on man huh. so many, it, it's it's so good um it however is going up against a movie not a, a novel Wink. Nice. Good job. <laughs> Starship Troopers, directed by Paul Verhoeven, released in 1997. Okay. Cards on the table. Yeah, baby. I love this movie so much. I, I, I debated just like trying to go into this and like, I don't know, accurately summarize it and see how you guys felt and then drop the shell. But like, I can't. I can't contain myself. <laughs> this movie is adapted from Robert A. Heinlein's one of the granddaddies of science fiction's novel of the same name. Falls Johnny Rico. He joins the mobile infantry um, in a future Earth that is ruled by military veterans um, as they're dragged into an interstellar war with an arachnoid enemy. With all that said, I think this movie is maybe the most brilliant adaptation of all time. Oh, wow. That's fun. Paul Verhoeven of RoboCop fame, of Starship Troopers fame, of a lot of things, is um, sometimes a one-tracked man. And Oof. he snuck $120 million or something like that anti-fascist yeah. <laughs> uh, playbook past the major movie studios. And that's fucking incredible. Heinlein's yeah. novel is... Um, very, very, very straightforwardly, pretty pro-fascist. The novel essentially was written in response to America denuclearizing and was like, hey, America, you're looking a little weak. You should probably do something about it. It's a whole thing. Um, the world falls apart because we stop spanking our kids. It's wild. Uh, wow. <laughs> and cool. Paul Verhoeven sees that 
tries to read the book is like, this is fucking horrible. This reminds me of Nazis. This reminds me of fascism. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Refused to finish it. Had um, one of the producers feed him the plot information and they create what is this like campy, semi satirical, just labor of love to basically say, hey, America, if you want to try and actually do that, here's how fucking goofy you'll look. Here's how dumb you'll look. And, well, here we are today. Uh, some folks didn't listen. I, I, I truly think this movie is incredible. I think it has so much to say. I think it just shares this incredible relationship to its source work. However, I know that most people have not read Robert A. Heinlein's novel um, and aren't getting all of that. And they're just getting, you know. They're just getting the seemingly all American yeah. Johnny Johnny Rico who mm-hmm. lives in Brazil uh, playing mm-hmm. football and killing aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I I have so much to mm-hmm. say about this movie, but I will try to contain myself. Yeah, Jake, what do you think of this one? And again, you will not of- offend me. Having no, no context no, no, no. is okay. Matthew. Matthew, here's the thing. You forget that we've been like best friends for like a long time. This is such a Matthew coded movie. What do you mean? Like this? <laughs> you idiot. What do you what do you mean? They're like, oh, I, I didn't want to tip my hand that I love this movie so much. Are, are you kidding me? You kidding me, my guy? Um, Matt pitches a movie full of propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> propaganda, big alien propaganda. What's, what's that game you made us play all together? The EDF deploys, you know? <laughs> Come on, you know this <laughs> yes, game. Which is, which is heavily inspired, heavily by, Starship inspired by Starship Troopers. Yeah. Obviously, this is a Matthew movie. And uh-huh. look, I can't say that when I first saw this movie when I was younger, because I had seen it before. I, satire over my head. You know, this seemed like just like another another movie about Ooga Booga. Like, yeah, kill the bugs. Being dudes, kill the bugs. I'm from Buenos Aires, and I say kill them all! Um... Sometimes it's a little too spider coated. Didn't like that. Oh, that's uh, true. I'm sorry. It's that's okay. Fair. It's okay. But you, you, you know my vibe. I think the movie is better when you know context behind it. I think yeah. as it exists, I don't think they did as perfect as a job as they could have. Look, I love Paul. Oh God, I, I butcher his last Verhoeven. name. Verhoeven. Verhoeven. Like that. I'm sorry. I'm- <laughs> it's a, it's okay. Total Recall is one of my favorite goofy sci-fi movies, like the Arnold Schwarzenegger ones of all time. So good. So, 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 so good. This one is like, it is okay to me, but knowing your love for it always makes it better to me. But it's when I watch it, it's not like the first thing that I'll that's think right. of if I see, if I talk about it. And and that's that's kind of what I'm gripping with, but I was looking forward to this conversation because I knew you would come in hot with the details. I, Just, have, I, I got a so bunch of fun say. facts about the thing as well. It's going to be a good time. Uh, but I'd love to hear what Alex thinks. Yeah. Um, so I haven't read the book. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> not only that, before you pitch this movie, I had never heard of this movie. I literally had zero idea what this movie was. Yeah. Um, and so watching it, I was quite confused because nice. I was like, what's with this like very blatant satirical propaganda, but then also major patriotism in the characters. And it didn't feel like the characters didn't feel like satire necessarily. Mm. Um, it like, cause you like, 
it like wants you to root for the characters still. So I was confused. But your explanation, I think, makes a lot of sense. I did have a good time with it. Like, I think the the characters were fun. This movie does fall into a trap for me that definitely limited my enjoyment, which mm-hmm. is that I associate war movies and, like, movies about, like, military in this style with movies my dad used to watch on Sunday mornings when I <laughs> wanted to watch different TV. Um, and so, unfortunately, like, it what is tainted. What a specific tainted. feeling. Love it that. is tainted by that. Mm. Um, but I, like, had a good time. I watched this instead of doing work. Nice. I love awesome. that. We'll take that. Alverhoven would love that, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, but I thought, like, you know, the the, like, explicit satirical propaganda I thought was very funny. I think if I think given because but I think both these movies have a very like good cult following. I think Starships is probably like maybe a little smaller, but I think like with the right time, I think that genuinely like both these movies, I feel like can exist further and further as the years go on and rewatching them through different like timelines and stuff is a very fun thing to do. And so I'll, I, I give Starship Troopers credit for that. I also love a movie, especially a sci-fi movie with a cult following, because like that's it's pretty much like all of them early on, unless they like pierce the veil of like being a blockbuster success or whatever, because it's, you know, not as great. Like the thing made a bunch of movie, but that's because it cost like not a lot to make because, you know, it was like a horror sci-fi, you know, one location or dude, they you guys know that the the primary special effects guy was 23 years old when he worked on this. Wow. He was 23 years old. He was this kid who just like fucking like was wired, but he like worked seven days a week, like fucking ungodly hours for 56 weeks straight. And after the film like was done, they had to forcefully check him into a hospital for exhaustion. Um, Wow. And Maybe we shouldn't have let it get that far. It, no, but exact but it, it apparently because there's a bunch of documentaries and all the stuff about it, like he just like it was him. Like he just was like wired. He just wanted he to just do it so bad. It. He just I wanted mean, it. It paid and, off. Like, you know, Look at it. It's like a and beautifully it's great. And I think it's also like so charming too, uh, like even the stuff that like, you know, maybe didn't age as well or like doesn't look as good, I still think looks like the labor of love that it is you know what i mean and for that i give so much credit um are you looking at <laughs> yeah yeah I so see. he's are actually a little younger it? he was 21 <laughs> during oh. filming then 21 year old botan was hospitalized for exhaustion double pneumonia and a yeah. bleeding ulcer caused yeah. by oh, his God. excessive workload yeah. botan himself explained he would hoard the work opting to be directly involved in many of the complicated tasks yeah and this was it's him, but it just because, like, he loved it. Like, he was, like, wired for it. And I'm not, like, celebrating the tortured artist. Like, whatever. Fuck that. Don't overwork yourself. This is why we're on strike. Unions are a thing. Don't do that. <laughs> but it's just, like, phenomenal the love that you see put in and the care of this just, like, this young, fresh team making a science fiction thing uh, that was also very fun and, like, nuanced to do. Like, it was very, very cool to to talk about. Like, you were saying the social, like, you know... Social um, deduction aspect, deduction of it. of it all. It's very, very cool. So seduction, seduction. Yeah. I like, just love like imagining that people have a team of people that like really care about like a project and stuff. And like it's like how Matthew talks about Starship Troopers and how like Paul was reading that book and like the, like what the like, fuck I got to sneak this in. I love <laughs> that energy from a movie. I think I just wish that it felt like other aspects of the production 
also had that passion. I, I, I think that they, they do. I think like there's obviously like complicated differences depending like the type of film you're trying sure. to make. Starship Troopers manages to be fairly grand scale, whereas the thing is a little bit more intimate, which means you can like refocus a lot of your efforts onto like much more specific things. Sort of with all that said, though, like I think they're both of these movies, like I have a very clear love for Starship Troopers. I'm not saying it's like mm -hmm. a perfect film, but I think it is like such a fantastic thing to exist. I'm just so like so happy that it does. And I yeah. feel the same way about the thing. Like, I'm so happy that it was made. Wasn't, you know, there's, I'm sure, some, like, specific history timing. Like, it came out, what, pretty close to just after, like, the stagflation of the 1970s. So, like, there's some, like, economic factors, I'm sure, that play a role in lots of other no, things. No, it's another great, like, again, sci-fi representing, you know, what's going on, like, in the world and such. Like, that's... That's what any good sci-fi, what any good oil, alien story does. They 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 yeah. say something about the world we live in. And that's mm -hmm. what, you know, like Heinlein tried to do with Starship Troopers. That's what Paul Verhoeven tries to do with Starship Troopers, the movie. That's, you know, what we're doing with the thing. Like there's so much great stuff going on sort of collectively here. Taking a step back to, I think, talk functionally, I don't know, plot wise, etc. Mm hmm. Similar to Alien, which plays some inspiration to the thing, I really, really like the like slow rolling build the film sort of has through its first act as they're like establishing these bits and pieces and like adventuring over to the Norwegian base and finding everyone dead. Like mm -hmm. there is this waiting for the shoe, other shoe to drop kind of moment or energy that the film carries of like. You as an audience member know something is going to go wrong. You know something isn't quite right. And we're, we're you know, putting the pieces together on what that is, um, I think, is really, really fun. Um, and you also get some, like, little moments to endear yourselves to the characters. Again, very alien, <laughs> which is all just, like, very smart, you know, filmmaking, writing, production, etc. And then, like, for Starship Troopers... There is this piece where some of the elements of Verhoeven's commentary, I think, get increasingly more obvious to the point that 30 minutes before the end, they have Carl walk out in like a literal Nazi uniform yeah. as like, a, hey, man, if you, if you didn't pick up on it yet, like, <laughs> God, give this film in the wrong hands. Oh, God. Oh, which is a really big thing. Yeah. I'll say one little piece. Yeah, say, little it. say it. There are a lot of people that genuinely believe the worldview that Heinlein is espousing is good. And they think that Verhoeven's movie supports that. Dumb, bad, Dumb, idiot. Bad. <laughs> um, this idea, <laughs> one last little thing. Yeah. This yeah. idea of service guarantee, citizenship, whatever. And then you coming to the defense of it being like, well, service can mean anything. Shut your fucking mouth. You haven't. I don't you. I don't believe they've read the book. I'm the say it. You, there are three separate classroom scenes in the novel. You only have one in, in this one where they mm -hmm. like espouse political beliefs of whoever, sure. either satirically or literally. It's, it's straight up fascist. Like, that's the whole point. It's fascism. <laughs> like, there, there's no dancing around it. You can't pretend to defend yourself. You can't 
don't actually believe that a, a veteran government should rule the world if we stop spanking our children. You're dumb as shit. They didn't <sighs> add that you could get citizenship through other service until the expanded universe right. novels. You don't know your stuff. I've been I've been reading sci-fi since I was fucking eight <laughs> years old. Like, step off, man. Sorry. That's, that's it's it. so that's funny. All. It reminds me of like a modest proposal, and it's just like the people who like freaked the fuck take out. Take it literally. Like, you can take it literally. It's like, no, we don't. We're not going to eat these children, you idiot. Like, that's what it is. There are but people, people that believe it. There are people that the satire of um, Starship Troopers totally misses them, even with the like super overt propaganda films. Even like there's so many good moments in like the little propaganda pieces, you know, the I'm doing my part. The like giving kids bullets, letting them hold the guns, <laughs> the even like the little tiny moments of like you have the sky marshal who is a white man who then resigns and is replaced with a black woman like Verhoeven does a lot that I think is really, really clever to show like, hey, man, they're playing you. Come on. Mm-hmm. I just love it so much. Yeah, they're so they're both so good. Such great movies. I mean, I said. I think the thing is basically a masterpiece. Like that's hard. That's hard. I just love, I love the little, like, I just like dream of these little creatures, man. The little like fucking puppets with their little legs, the fucking scene where they're like clearing. And then the stomach opens up to the teeth and the arms. Oh my God. They hired a double amputee. Like they hired a double amputee to play that incredible. So they could like wow. get it like uh, like gave them fake arms and cut them like for real in like a machine that actually would cut arms off and then like have the WFPC do it in that scene. Like it's fucking cool. That's, That's so, so cool. cool. It just like oozes cool. Um, yeah. I, it's just... I will say the thing about the thing, the blood testing scene. Yeah. I think is like near one of my favorite campy 70 and 80s alien movie scenes ever. The the way they slowly ratchet that tension Mm -hmm. and and then you have to spend a full 60 seconds like claustrophobically getting shots of the two guys attached to the guy who's currently fucking like (laughs) mutating out out. on the couch. Like, let me live in that, you know? Yeah, having the guts to be like, oh, I am proud enough of our (laughs) wild little prosthetics that you're just going to spend 60 full seconds with people screaming, (laughs) watching this thing do its job. The little blood sizzles and it's just just, it's great. I mean, it's great tense filmmaking. It's also like I I think you hit a good point where it's like I they really trusted their team and they really trusted like no, we think these prosthetics and we think these performances are really good. Like, so we're going to fucking show you them up close. Like you can tell mm-hmm. with a lot of um, like productions nope. that happen whenever you like, they do not like what they made. You'll see like the corner of it or like a very brief flash. And you ever like have that feeling when you're watching a horror sci-fi movie or anything when movie monster, like, Oh, come on. I want to see more of it. Let me see more of it. If you saw more of it, you probably wouldn't like it. <laughs> But this, like, you, you're seeing all of that. You're, and they're going balls to Most the wall. of it's, like, so well lit. Like, the, yeah. the, like, secrets of, like, cast it in shadow, show it in the dark. Like, the thing has having none of that. They're like, we want you to focus on it. We're going to throw it center frame. We're going to cast it in light. We want you yeah. to see these. Well, I think what, like, what's so genius about it is that it, like, really plays with you. Because it's like, 
No, you need to know exactly what this monster is, because the scary part is that you don't know who it is. Mm -hmm. Like, it could be anywhere, and you know how scary it is. And I think that's, like, genius. That's so good. Can I tell you guys a a story that you're going to be so jealous of? Yeah. Hit me with it. A friend of mine worked with Keith David. Uh, Already jealous, you know. Keith David's fucking awesome. At the end of the shoot, Keith, he went up to Keith David. He's like, I'm just going to fucking do it. I'm going to fuck it. I'm going to fucking ask him. And he asked Keith David what happened at the end of the thing. And Keith David stops and he smiles and he leans over and he whispered the answer to the guy. And he just won't tell me. He won't tell me what it is. But apparently Keith David answered what he thought happened at the end of the thing. And I think about that every day in my damn life. I'm like, no! I was going to say, if you were about to reveal it, we would have to cut it from the podcast. Oh, no. I mean, uh, here's the thing. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I, I don't want to know, but I want to know so bad. It's, that's why it's such a perfect ending. Like, I love that I don't know, but I want to know so bad. Like, I want Keith a, David to whisper so in my ear, good. you know? Oh, this movie is just so good. I, I don't think there, there is any, any amount of, like, I could legitimately probably go on for like 45 minutes about (laughs) all the things i think are like so smart so clever like just the fact that this that starship troopers exists that paul verhoeven was like i'm gonna make my my guide to (laughs) anti-fascism movie studios are gonna spend a hundred million dollars on it yeah it's just gonna like exist out there in the world forever i love that so much it, the, the, I, I I aspire to do that. I aspire to <laughs> give me a bunch of money to make a film. Then it'll happen. <laughs> Done. <laughs> uh, like multiple times. Like the guy who made RoboCop. You guys thought he wasn't going to like <laughs> <laughs> spit on the fascists. Like, I don't understand, dude. Nice. White meat. Hungry boy. <laughs> uh, exactly i want the starship troopers version of the kfc ads <laughs> that's well, hilarious what a good sentence we don't have it yet but maybe someday um jake yeah what's up are you ready can you start us off again you were so good yeah, at it last time i could start us off I'm for so sure proud. i love matthew very dearly but i have to vote for the thing but i will say that and you'll like this, hearing you say all these things about the book and like, oh, so much in sci-fi and stuff. You know what it made me want to do? Hmm. It made me want to like maybe go and read Dune so I could give a shit about no! the movie. Because like, man, oh man, did I not really care for <laughs> stupid. I was like, okay, maybe I'll get it more. Because I Yo! love sci-fi. I love the genre. And I got, at least to my like knowledge, Starship Troopers, what I was trying to do. But I feel like I would like I, w- I want to be on the Dune train. I know we're not talking about Dune, but I want to be on the train because it's Denis Villeneuve. It's like such a like it's a sci-fi world. Maybe I'll read the fucking book. If this podcast, you know, regardless of what moves on, gets you to crack open Dune so I can start pouring multiple <laughs> books worth of knowledge into your ears, but drip fed. Yeah, that's a yeah. win. That's a huge dub. Right. Matt. You said that you could talk about Starship Troopers for an endless amount of time, mm-hmm. then do it because I'm voting for Starship Troopers. Damn, you put, you put, you put me in a hard fucking spot. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to see what you'd do. 
Because, I mean, I love the thing, but I could really go either way here. I had a good time with Starship Troopers, and I think it is a really smart movie. And I think it is similar to Independence Day. There is something about a movie where it's just like, we're fighting bugs. I'm from Buenos Aires, and I say, kill them all. Yeah. Hey, we're fighting the idea of a bug that can think offensive. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is so miserable because I feel like I took up so much airtime ranting about starship troopers already and like i'm prepared to keep doing it but also like i want to <laughs> give the thing its peace because it is truly genuinely like a masterpiece you're a masterpiece God. that is true big true master chief on the other hand wouldn't exist without starship troopers because the novel popularized the idea of power arm- <laughs> <laughs> that one hurt me i can't say that one didn't hurt me wow uh, <laughs> Full of them. It's kind of rad, though. I can't lie. It's a ra- it, we can't get into it now. <laughs> Alex, you you've put me in perhaps the most dastardly a position a man can be put in. I just love to see you squirm, making a, a deep and hefty decision. Aliens. Yeah. Alien bracket. <laughs> Alien. Yeah. Be philosophically consistent. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. The bugs. That stand in. For communism. <laughs> I mean, the thing also stands in for communism. If we're, if we're going there. <laughs> the thing. That's really you funny. Ever... We did talk about that. That's like insane. Yeah, no, it's wild how overt it is. Um, <laughs> the... That's crazy. I can't. I can't. I can't. I could keep. I could keep saying things. But the thing. That built it. This in its in its garage with a box of scraps that's my attempt at an iron man reference because the, the creature that was the, the alien that was the best jeff bridges impression i've ever seen in my life <laughs> <laughs> the alien built a spaceship in a cave with with scraps how to do that so funny. That <laughs> so why to do that stop him someone <laughs> i feel like I've been taken to a, I've, I've been I've been made to a Christian man, and I'm being crucified right now. Why did you have to be a Christian man to be crucified? Well, I'm gonna put that oh, foreskin back on. <laughs> I fought so hard to get it off the first time. <laughs> <laughs> You're cracking me up. You're cracking I, me I'm up. I'm feeling man. silly. I'm feeling silly. We should start the episode here. <laughs> I like it ending. <laughs> Whoever made it this far, you know, whoo. you get rewards. Um, <laughs> like like talking about Matt's foreskin. <laughs> okay, lucky okay, okay. you, audience okay. member. I found the name of our episode. <laughs> our pat- podcast banned in like six countries if we name it. No, we'll put but... it to number four, so it's like a four loco. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. We need to vote. We need to finish. We need to. We need to wrap up here. We're over yes, time. We need to vote. visual gag matt please please i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm I'm buying time because i'm this is how you know you care though i love it okay i now recording (laughs) I, i am i feel like i am going to vote for should have me write it down as soon as the matchup started that way it was like locked in 
Well, so as soon as the matchup started, started? <laughs> the whole point no, is that we have a conversation. Bias? What the hell, man? No, not not what I meant. God, I I am sorry. I'm a mess. Okay, it's I'm going to vote for... for a reason. Sorry, Jake. He was so close. <laughs> I'm going to vote for Starship Troopers. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I. I again I wish we could keep talking about the thing and Starship Troopers at the same time. <laughs> but we can't. Um, they told me I'm not allowed. I proposed it already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think for me, there is just again, this could have been a finals matchup. I think that these are two like truly masterful movies. I think what edges it out. Okay. Nice. Um we gotta dig into those bugs. We gotta find out what they're all about. Why is there a bug that can think? You know, we got to crack mm-hmm. the code. Mm-hmm. Hey, and but I guess the to... alien from Thing also could think. So really, but now we get yeah. to do bugs versus prawns. Oh no! Mm. Gross little mm. guys. <laughs> or we just keep talking about the Thing versus Starship. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we, can. we can. That'll be a bonus episode, guys. We're just gonna, <laughs> we'll just do that. Um. So with that, Starship Troopers advances. We've got a finale matchup up top. That is Alien versus Predator. And then we've got Starship Troopers versus District Nine in the back half. That's true. The alien. I love aliens. I love aliens. I'm an alien now. (laughs) This guy's off his fucking rocker, man. Oh, yeah. I have to stop. Oh, wait. No, we have to say the things. Um, If you enjoyed today's episode, follow us on social media at Tough Cut Pod. Like and review the show on all your favorite podcasting platforms. We're on every single one of them. Um, If you liked what you heard, share it with someone who hates fascism as much as I do. Whisper it into someone's ear and don't tell us what they said. We'll never know. We didn't even talk about what we thought happened at the end of the thing. Yeah, Ah! we never will. And now we we never will. I was saving it. Oh, God, I should... uh, Okay, well...